Welcome to worship at Providence Presbyterian Church on this Sunday, August 29, 2021. We are located at 2401 Broad Avenue. Please note, starting on Sunday, September 12th, the morning worship service reverts back to 1015 a.m. and Sunday school is scheduled to begin at 9 a.m. September donation for family services is accepting gift cards from any local grocery store or supermarket. The gift card should be brought to the church on Sunday, September 12th. Thank you. Do you have a short story or a message that would inspire our youth? The worship team encourages volunteers to share these stories during the children's message in our morning worship service. Please contact a member of the worship team for more information. On the morning of August 14, 2021, the nation of Haiti suffered a devastating earthquake that resulted in the loss of more than 1,200 lives. Presbyterian Disaster Assistance has long-standing partnerships in Haiti for decades. Working closely with Presbyterian World Mission, PDA is responding to emergency needs such as wash, water, sanitation, and hygiene emergency power generation, shelter, food, first aid, and more. If you feel led by the Lord to support this work with your financial giving, please make your checks out to the church and mark the word Haiti on the memo line. The church office will forward these funds to PDA. Thank you in advance for your support. The people of Haiti will greatly appreciate it. We thank those of you who are currently able to support the church with your offerings. It truly is a blessing in enabling us to keep current and paying church expenses. Now, let us prepare hearts for worship as we listen to the prelude.
let us join in the call to worship. Who may abide in the presence of God? Who may live on God's holy mountain? All those who walk blamelessly and do what is right. All those who speak truth from their heart. Let us worship God. And let us pray. Almighty God, in Jesus Christ, you have shown us the truth of your commandments. Give us sincere hearts that we may serve you with joy, obey you with love, and manifest your wisdom to the world. Through Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. With sincere hearts and minds, let us confess our sins before God and the world, trusting in God's mercy to forgive. Let us join together in our prayer of confession. God of light, we confess that we live in the shadows of hypocrisy and self-righteousness. We honor you with our lips, but we have not served you with in our hearts. We are satisfied with human traditions and norms and avoid your liberating truth. We have confused meekness with weakness, holiness with social conformity, 
and anger with righteousness. Forgive us, we pray, by the power of your word. Save us from the prison of our conceit, so that we may serve you with sincere hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, do not despair. God renews us by the word of truth, that we might become the first fruits of God's creation. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Let us join together in our prayer of illumination. Lord, by the power of your Spirit, open our hearts and minds to receive your word, that we may not forget the wonders you have done, nor neglect to make them known in our children, and nor fail to tell them to the world. Amen. Our Old Testament lesson this morning is Psalm 15. Let us hear the word of God. Lord, who may be a guest in your home? Who may live on your holy hill? Whoever lives a blameless life, does what is right, and speaks honestly. He does not slander or do harm to others or insult his neighbor. He despises a reprobate but honors the Lord's loyal followers. He makes firm commitments and does not neglect on his promise. He does not charge interest when he lends his money. He does not take bribes to testify against the innocent. The one who lives like this will never be shaken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our New Testament lesson this morning is taken from the book of James, the first chapter verses 19 through 27. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. Let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's will, righteousness. So put away all moral filth and evil excesses and humbly welcome the truth and plant it within you, which is able to save your souls. But be sure you live out the message, and do not merely listen to it, and so deceive yourselves. For if someone merely listens to the message, and does not live it out, he is like someone who gazes at his own face in a mirror. For he gazes at himself, and then goes out and immediately forgets what that sort of person he was. But the one who peers into the perfect law of liberty, and fixes his attention there, and does not become a forgetful listener, but one who lives it out. He will be blessed in what he does. If someone thinks he is religious, but does not bridle his tongue, and so he deceives his heart, and his religion is futile. Pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their adversity, 
and keep oneself unstained by the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sermon this morning is based on our New Testament lesson found in James chapter 1, 19 through 27. The topic is living out our faith or faith in action. Now, we might get confused sometimes about the James who wrote this letter or as it's sometimes called this epistle. There are three James mentioned in the New Testament. There's James, the son of John, uh, the sons of Zebedee, sometimes referred to as John the Greater. He was the first of the apostles martyred. We read of his martyrdom in Acts chapter 12, verse 2. Then there was James, the son of Alphaeus, or James the Less, because perhaps he was of shorter stature or younger. He is mentioned in the New Testament and the Gospels, but after the Gospels, we never hear of him again being mentioned in the rest of the New Testament. Then there is James, the brother of Jesus, or the half-brother of Jesus. During Jesus' lifetime, uh, James and Jesus' other brothers and sisters did not believe that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. But after Jesus' resurrection, Jesus appeared to his family, and at least James or perhaps others accepted Christ. And after the death of James the Apostle, uh, James became one of the leaders in the church in Jerusalem. And he writes this epistle in the days before the council held in Jerusalem, found in Acts chapter 15. And he writes to the Christian Jews who have been scattered across the Roman Empire. And James is the one who says, you know, faith without works is dead. And we sometimes think of him as speaking in opposition to Paul, in which we are saved by faith alone, but they're not in opposition. Uh, James is simply bringing out the fact that if our faith is true faith, faith that truly be, believes in God, then it will show itself forth. It will make itself real by its actions. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and was counted to him for righteousness. Well, how did he believe in God? He believed by leaving his home, his family, and going out into the uh, wilderness, uh, what would eventually become the land of Israel, though he, it was not at that point, and living as an alien and stranger among the tents. And then later on, when asked by God to offer up the son of the promise, uh, Isaac, as a sacrifice, uh, Abram, Abraham was willing to do that. So he had he was saved by his faith, but it was a faith that showed itself by its actions. And so that's, in a sense, what James is talking about here in uh, James chapter 1, verses 19 through 27. He's calling us to live out the message. And first off, he's calling us to perhaps make a change in the way we think, the way we act. He says in verse 19, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. I mean, this is the exact opposite of our human normal normal human reactions where so often we quickly become angry. We uh, really speak 
far too often and far too quickly. And we seldom listen to what the other person is really saying. We're, while they're speaking, we're formulating our answer. We're not really listening to them. So he calls for this change here. He calls us to be quick to listen. Now, before we say anything, we've got to really listen to what the other person is saying. We have to perceive what's behind their, behind their words. And, and to do this, we must be slow to speak. You know, before we mouth off our response to what we think they're saying, we need to really listen to what they're saying. And sometimes that's called, calls for what's called reflective listening, where we say, what I think you're telling me is this, you know. So they could say, yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Or they could say, no, that's not what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you this. So we really understand what they're saying to us before we react. So we are quick to listen. We are slow to speak. We reflect on what the person is saying. And then we're slow to anger. Uh, it says here, for human anger does not accomplish God's purposes. Now, or God's righteousness. So uh, the idea here is human anger does not achieve God's righteousness or achieve God's purposes. Yes, uh, there is a place for anger, but it's not what's called here human anger our anger based on our own human reactions to what's been said to us. There is a righteous anger. This is the anger that Jesus expressed when it says that he entered the temple after the triumphal entry. He enters the table and he sees the money changers. He sees the, the, the sellers and the buyers in the court of the Gentiles. And he knows that because of this, the Gentiles who would come to the temple can't worship God because you, you can't really worship God too well in the middle of a market. And so he says he becomes angry. He becomes upset and he makes, he takes and makes a, a whip out of rope, out of rope and overturns the money changers tables and, and t drives the animals out and tells them not to come back. This is a righteous anger. It, it's an anger that's not a result of something that's been said or done to him. It's he's angry because what God is trying to do, trying to care for the Gentiles here in the temple, is being thwarted by the actions of the Jewish leadership. So that's a righteous anger. It's not based on what's been done to us. It's been based on what God has. And we really very rarely, very rarely have that kind of anger. Far more often our anger is based on our own hurt feelings or misunderstood perceptions and so it that kind of anger does not work out God's righteousness then it goes on to say well once you change your thinking that involves putting away something it says putting away all and I'll add the word here moral filth uh, and the evil access excesses the word here for moral filth is literally dirty earwax you know dirty earwax if you're if your ear is filled up with dirty earwax, you can't hear. We can't, you know, if if we're, if our ears, our spiritual ears that are should be open to hear God's word, are full of dirty earwax, uh, then we can't hear. You know, when our lives entertain uh, things that are not righteous in God's sight, uh, when they fill our mind, they take our attention. We can't hear God speak to us, so we have to put them away or put them off and. And anything that we do that's evil, that, that we get involved in, evil excesses, we have to put those away. Instead, we have to humbly welcome the message planted within you. In other words, 
we have to be open to hear God's word, that when we hear God's word read, when we hear God's word preached or taught on, when we read it ourselves, we are to receive it humbly because our human pride uh, keeps us from seeing our own, you know, the, the word is to, to teach us a message, to show us where we are falling short and, and what we are called to do. But when we are full of pride, uh, we aren't willing to accept our own sinfulness. We have to be humble. So we need to pray, God, uh, help me to be humble that I might hear your word given to us. So um, he says, you know, to welcome the message implanted within you. We've taken God's word in. If we're Christians, we have taken God's word into us and we have acted on the word to receive Christ. But now we have to carry that on to show us how to live each day, day in and day out, because this it says it has it is able to save your souls. Yes, it's able to save us uh, for eternity, but it's also able to save our souls on a daily basis. So we live a righteous life, one that reflects the character of it. But be sure to, and it goes on in verse 22, be sure you live out the message and do not merely listen to it. And so deceive, or it could be said, merely, you know, Make sure you live out the message and do not merely listen to it and so delude yourselves. The idea is it's not enough to hear God's word. It's not enough just simply to read it. It's not enough simply to hear it spoken uh, at worship, at a worship service or a Sunday school class or a Bible study. You need to reflect on it. You need to think about what's being said. You need to ask God to open your hearts and minds to what's being taught here. Um, because uh, the God's word is like a mirror. It shows us, if we come to it humbly, it becomes like a mirror and shows us what we're really like. And, it, and, and uh, James here it says, it, you know, at, on a human level, if we go to a mirror and we look in a mirror and see that our hair is disheveled and we have a dirty streak on the side of our face and uh, maybe uh, something is, is other is, is disarray. Uh, when we see it, then we need to take action. We need to make changes. We need to comb our hair. We need to uh, wipe the dirt off of our faces. We might need to perhaps brush our teeth or whatever it is to make ourselves presentable. Because if we don't right away, if we just look in the mirror and say, oh, gee, it, I'm not looking my best. And then we go out, we forget what we're, what we're like physically. And it's also true if we don't respond to what the word shows us of ourselves, then we don't we quickly forget what we're like spiritually and we go out and live in a way that's not you know it's not pleasing to God it's not conducive to our to our own uh, blessing and it's not conducive for us to be used by God to be a blessing to other people so we have to not just merely hear the word we need to live it out so we don't delude ourselves for and it goes on so for if someone merely listens to the message and does not live it out it's like someone who gazes in his own face in the mirror, as I said. But the one who peers into the perfect law of liberty, well, we, we think of law as being constraining and keeping us back, being law is the opposite of liberty. But truly, as we receive God's law into our lives, which is his word, um, and we live our lives based on that, endeavoring each day to live it out, though we fall short, and then that make, gives us true freedom. Uh, true freedom to, to live not like we want, but to live what how God wants us to live, which 
indeed is is liberty uh and fixes his his you know who peers into the perfect law of liberty the word of god and fixes his, his attention there in other words um really hears what it's saying and does not become a forgetful listener one who looks in the mirror and walks away but the one who lives it out that person will be blessed in what he does god wants to bless us but we have to meet these these you know things we need to not just merely we do need to hear the word be it through our own reading be it through listening on you know online to it uh listening to it sunday morning in church and sunday school and a bible study hearing it preached on or spoken or taught about we do need to do that but then we need to truly reflect on it and apply what it teaches to our lives put put it into action in our own lives and as we do that we'll be blessed in what we do then he go, then james goes on in verse 26 if someone thinks he is religious yet does not bridle his tongue and so deceives himself. His religion is futile. It's worthless. Because, you know, God calls us to be slow to speak. Uh, but if we don't bridle our tongue, uh, we deceive ourselves. You know, we're too busy speaking rather than listening to what God is trying to tell us. And so our religion becomes worthless. It becomes futile. James follows this up with verse 27. Pure and undefiled. In other words, religion that pleases God. It's pure. It's undefiled. It's it's uh, pleasing in God's eyes. It's the kind of religion spoken about in our Old Testament lesson of Psalm 15. That that kind of religion before God the Father isn't. And this is not saying that we don't have to accept Christ. But if we truly have accepted Christ, that will impact the way we live. It says, you know, in James in Matthew 25 that. God separates the sheep and the goats, and he says to those who are his own people, for you have, you know, you saw the the hungry, you saw the poor, you saw the naked, and you cared for the least of them as you cared for me. So, you know, we're, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is to care for those who are the helpless in society. And in and, and James' day, that was the orphans, you know. Uh, without a father, they had no one to watch over for their welfare. Uh, they often ended up as slaves. They often ended up as as being their lives having no meaning, no value. And widows, true widows. I mean, the Bible tells us if we have a, a, a family member who's a widow, we are called first and foremost to care for that person. But for widows who don't have anyone, they were you know they were helpless. They they had no one to care for them, no one to provide for them. There was no social security. There was no uh, welfare. There was nothing. They were helpless. They were uh, had to live destitute lives. They had to beg. So we are called to care for, to provide the needs, to watch over, to help the orphans and the widows in their adversities, as in their hard times, because they do have hard times, and to keep ourselves unstained, or it could be translated uncontaminated. You know, we we live in the world. We're called as Christians to live in the world. He says, you know, Jesus said as he prayed for them, I call for you to, to be with them. They are in the world. Jesus has us in the world to accomplish his purposes, but we are not to be of the world. We're not to, to let the world's attitudes and viewpoints and uh, sinful actions impact the way we live. For, you know, with pure and undefiled religion before God the Father, the religion that's uh, true, the religion that's pleasing in God's sight, is to care for the orphans and widows and to keep ourselves from being contaminated 
by the world, to drink the sincere work of the, uh, the sincere or unadulterated milk of the word and put it into a practice in our lives. And as we do this, our lives will be useful to God and we'll be blessed. Hallelujah and amen. Now let us join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, subject under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen.
let us let us give as God has given so abundantly to us. God, receive these gifts for the work of your church. With these gifts, we uh, dedicate ourselves to live in the truth of your word and follow your commandments with sincere hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen. Now, let us prepare our hearts to join together in prayer uh, and join with me in saying, let us pray to God saying, God of light, Hear our prayer. I, you're invited to uh, respond as you listen to with the words, hear our prayer. For the church of Jesus Christ, God of light, hear our prayer. That all people may see you in the witness of your faithful servants. For pastors, teachers, and ministers, God of light, hear our prayer. Bless the leaders of our congregation and of the church at large, O oh God, for ministers and bishops and elders and deacons and others in authority, apostles, evangelists, and all who minister in your name, give them the wisdom to discern your truth, to honor your commandments, to lead with humility. Let them walk blamelessly do what is right and speak the truth from their hearts. For the world and its leaders, God of light, hear our prayer. Bless the nations of the world, O God. Give them leaders of government for the sake of peace. Give them sound judgment and merciful hearts and help them to be accountable for the common good. Save them from the cynicism of war. Free them from the influence of greed. Deliver them from the temptations of social power for the community in which we live. God of light, hear our prayer. Father, we do pray that you would be with the people of Haiti as they recover from this massive earthquake. Provide for all their needs, in body, mind, and spirit. And Father, we pray for the people down in uh, Tennessee that were impacted by that flooding last weekend, uh, 22 of which were killed. 
We pray for them and those lives that were in, impacted by the hurricane up in the northeast. We pray you to bless our communities, O oh God. Help us to live as friends with our neighbors, to do good to one another, that homes may be free of fear and families live in peace. For children, God of light, hear our prayer. Bless the children and those who care for them, O oh God. Project, protect them from harm. Give them what they need to grow in body and mind. Provide caring adults to model for them a life of purpose and compassion. For the sick and those in distress, God of light, hear our prayer. Bless all who are ailing in body, mind, and spirit. Heal them of their diseases and restore them to fullness of life. For those who are judged by others, God of light, hear our prayer. Bless those who face the reproach of society, O God. For those in prison, whether innocent or guilty of crimes. Those who are ostracized due to mental disease, whether or not they pose a threat to others. For those who are homeless and those who are lost in addiction. Surround them with compassion and save them from hopelessness. These prayers we offer to you, O God of light, through Christ by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Now let us join together in that prayer God taught us to pray. Our Father, in heaven hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
Go in peace to love and serve. We go in the name of Christ. The blessing of God be with you. The love of Jesus fill you. And the power of the Holy Spirit sustain you. Now and forever. Amen. We thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have been blessed and God has been glorified. May you have a God-blessed week. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday and invite your friends to listen.